You're listening to You Don't Know Nick, the podcast, a podcast that explores the generational differences from Zoomers to Boomers as it relates to what's going on today. Enjoy. Hi, I'm Jessica Lynn Verde. And I'm Mike Richards. And we're the hosts of Mission Log, The Orville. We look at every episode to break it down from messages, morals, and meanings. We'll be with you every step of the way from episode one to season three when it premieres on Hulu on June 2nd. You can find our show everywhere you listen to podcasts or you can go to podcast.roddenberry.com. We'll see you in the stars. Not if I see you first. I know I'm. I'm very excited. Um, you're the only person I've had on the show so far that knows what this show is. Okay. So like every friend I've invited, every friend it's... Nick's invited, except for one. Uh, but like in this guest series mm. part, I say I'm bagum. I don't like. I, I explain what the show is. They sure. all have asked, "What do I need to prepare anything?" I say no. It, it keeps things really fun. Good. That's good. But you know what this show is. Yes. Can you give us a log line of what this show is? Uh, making fun of old people. <laughs> Chew, chewgy people. <laughs> so I should fit right in. That's great. Um, you're older. <laughs> yep. And you're chewgy. Yes. Most definitely. <laughs> so this is this is actually why I brought you on. We have to talk about your lifestyle. Sure. Um, no, I'm, I'm excited. Besides being my best friend... Tell the world who you are. What's your full name? What do you do? Okay. Uh, I'm my full name. <laughs> do I have to include my middle name? Jesus. That's called your mom. I don't love it. <laughs> oh, what is your... I forget it. It's Eric. Scott Eric Rubin. I hate it. Yeah, it's not great. Well, you know, because the, the k, 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 t, mm-hmm. k doesn't work. It, 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 would be, it would be different if it was Scott Erickson Rubin or something like that. Like, yeah. It's also really... It's, they're all really short. That's what... I guess that's just yeah. what bothers me. Rubin is... Scott Rubin is great. Yeah, it's fine. I mean, it's great. It's a yeah. it's a strong stage name, mm. I, and I think I've told you this before. But Jessica Lynn Verdi didn't work for or Jessica Verdi didn't work right. for me. Yeah, yeah. Jessica Verdi. I don't know. Just didn't the, the, maybe the consonant flow wasn't great. But even just seeing Jessica Verdi written next to each other, mm, it just didn't ugly. Hmm. So Jessica Lynn Verdi, just even though it's a lot more, it's a mouthful yeah. or whatever. It just softened the visual and audio, you know. Yeah. Punch. Punch, right? Did I t- ever tell Blow. you about our our family and the sil- the name syllables? No. So in our family, the four of us plus our cat, we have one syllable, two syllable, three syllable, four syllable, five syllable first names. Did you do it on purpose? No. So Scott, Arwin, Benjamin, Christiana, Maximilian. Oh my goodness! One, two, three, four, and five syllables. So I guess you're like look when looking for a pattern, you can find it. You sure? But yeah. it's not surprising that you of all people find the name pattern. Yeah. Well, it, we had to include the cat to make it work. <laughs> to make but, it work, but sure. still, it's a family member yeah. for as much yeah. as you dislike or like that cat. Yes. Scott is a Scott is a fan of cats. Their cat is not a fan of them. True. The like he like she likes the kids. She attacked me last night. I still have the mark. <laughs> What, how did she attack, attack you? What did you do? I was I was putting Benjamin to bed, and I, I fell asleep next to him a little bit, and I didn't realize that she had gotten on the bed down by my feet. Oh, and then when I got when it started to move, 
and she scratched my foot. <laughs> Just because you were there. Yeah. Not terribly, but, but you also, it startled me because I had no idea she was there. I think she's a scared animal that is just really territorial and doesn't yeah. know what what is up. Because even her face is like, hi, hey, why am I alive? <laughs> but at least, she, at least she would survive in the wild because she'd oh, kill. Yeah. She'd she's kill. vicious. Vicious. Yeah. So the reason why I'm not surprised that you found patterns in the names is that mm. because you've written a book about names it's not the only thing you're good at <laughs> but you've done okay, that's one of the, one of your foremost credits recently yes yes so my book is naming your little geek which uh, many of our listeners if they don't already know you have heard they've your heard about ad. It. Yes. yeah we talked cool. about your book yes it's the only reason i'm having you on today <laughs> well, thank uh, you. but you're also an avid gamer mostly uh not gaming not like, video not, gaming. not video gaming. Right. I, I like, I've changed I like that for tangible, you a little bit. tangible things I can hold in my hands. Were you always a tactile person, Scott? I don't know. When you were taking, what? when you were like in school, which you did much school. Yes. Um, how did you take notes? No, yeah, definitely tactile. Yeah, I always like to have something around to play with and fidget or yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. cool yeah. yeah thinking back on doesn't it. mean you can't be auditory. I think I'm auditory and tactile mm-hmm. like. Like if the teacher's audiating and yeah. I'm radiating, yeah. I'm learning-ating. <laughs> sure. And I, like, that's why I never needed to take a test if I was actively taking notes like right. that. So but yeah. I also like, this feels good. This feels bad, like with the touching of things. Growing up, doing homework and studying at home, where did you, where did you do On it? On my bed and it was a nightmare. Okay. Because I just hardly did homework. Okay. I was the same. I never, ever did work on my desk. I yeah. always did it on my bed. Yeah. And my wife hates that. And thinks that it that's totally unnatural and freaks out when Benjamin, what? our son, uh, wants to do work in other places. I, it's just she, why does it seem unnatural to her? I I don't know. It's some ingrained issue. She must. Was she told to be sit at the desk? Yes, possibly. Yeah, for sure. So that makes sense. But with most of those kind of things from childhood, she's overcome them or like realized, oh, I was forced to do this, but it doesn't matter. But that one, she still is like really hung up on. She must, it must, she must have saw the benefit for I guess, her. Uh, yeah. yeah. And that would have to be it. Yeah. Cause people obviously have different ways that they're comfortable and able to get things done. But yeah, I was always lay on the bed. Did and... you fi- finish your homework though? Oh yeah. Yeah. So, you, and so you always did your homework. Yes. I didn't. Okay. And my parents didn't give a shit. <laughs> So okay. like that—that that was also the trade-off. Was yeah. like, did you finish your homework? Sure. You know, I wake up like I forget to memorize something. I'd mm. wake up kind of early to do it. Me and my friend Greg, we called ourselves lazy geniuses because we just didn't <laughs> want to do any of the work. And to this day, if I, if so, you know, people are like, if you could go back and tell your younger self, sure. go to school less. <laughs> don't don't <laughs> yeah. worry about homework. It's gonna be fine. Wait, wait. Okay, so I I get that you were lazy, but were you also genius? I was a genius. Okay. No, 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 no. We're very smart. I'm just checking. I would ace tests okay. to, to some extent. It would be surprising how well I would do on most tests having not studied. Having not studied. That's how I would look at it. Okay. I had an affinity towards learning, absorption, and retention. Yeah. Well, you're lucky. I'm totally lucky. And I know that other people have to work. My sister had to work at it, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Um, they never put her on Ritalin, but they they did diagnose her as ADHD. Oh, Yeah. Okay. Uh, my dad was really anti, like, well, the, the establishment just wants to put you uh, on Ritalin, which sure. you come to learn that it actually was rampantly prescribed and yeah, we're whether... coming back down to a regular dosage of it and yeah. usage of it. Yeah, that stuff is always really interesting when medications explode in popularity, but is it that just because 
before that we didn't realize that everybody needed it or are or they just was the pharmaceuticals push it? Yeah, that's questionable yeah, as well for sure um it because I, we want to put our faith into our doctor saying you do need this but yeah. it but if you're quickly diagnosing ADHD or they were quick to diagnose bipolarism mm-hmm. when in reality it takes could take a year yeah. or longer you meet someone right off the bat and go yep you're depressed that's yeah. kind of Anyway, that we're digressing. That's All the whole right. point of this podcast. I, it's great. There's no point. Um, it is <laughs> like, you know, the generational conversation is a catch-all. Yeah. But, um, and I think it is interesting because we, you can probably talk to something we haven't discussed much is generations and names throughout the ages. Mm. You could be able to talk about that. Yeah. What, like, patterns that you see in mm. that. Um, I, I think I told you my brother and I were Jays and they right. were going to name my sister Jenna. And, like, I think out comes the baby and my mom goes, yeah. I can't do it. I won't. <laughs> <laughs> I refuse. And so, like, in, yeah. a, in a twilight haze, yeah. she named her Alien A, which is supposed to be Alana. And she goes, it's pronounced Elena. <laughs> <laughs> names are, I and I talk about names all the time when people get really bored about it. But um, names are fascinating because it's, you know, you have so much of your identity is is built into your name and what you like about yourself, what you don't and what you want other people to see in you or what you think other people see in you. Yeah, sure. And and just how people name things, kids and other stuff as well. And yeah, and through writing the book and working on this next one and then just talking to people, I've heard countless interesting stories about names and even in our own family. Be Uh, honest though. Okay. Are you actually interested in names or do you have to be because you have a book? No, I am genuinely interested in, in names and where they come from and naming things. I, I, you heard it here, folks. Not I, a... <laughs> no, no, it's, it, it is true. Well, you know, I so my one of my backgrounds <clears throat> is in ancient Greek and Latin. So I already knew a lot about where words came from and, you know, boring stuff like that. So. Well, and, had... and when you do your, um, not boring, it's interesting, depending on who you're talking <laughs> sure. to. Sure. Some people relate and some people don't care. Yes. Um, just like you're, you you definitely have found the niche in a lot of things. Yeah. You have a Warhammer affliction. Mm-hmm. You have, you, you know too much about root words <laughs> yep. in Latin it's, it's and Asian culture. Um, and Heroclix, but I don't think people even know that that exists still. They do, right? Yeah. Is, Hero, yeah, Heroclix, is Heroclix more popular than Warhammer? Um, I don't know. Not not overall, no. But it does. It can uh, cultivate newer followers sooner because it's like, oh, here's yeah. the Spider Man, or here's like right, yeah, because they have because they have DC and Marvel licenses, so they do sets based on fandoms, or different yeah, on wider known IPs, yeah, and it's an easier thing for younger people to get into as well, which helps. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. I mean, all of them are like counting and mm-hmm. movement-based yeah. games and stuff. Um, but if you had to put yourself on a scale between one and Henry Cavill, what oh. would you put yourself? <laughs> Wait, in, in what respect? I don't know. Because <laughs> Henry Cavill is a war I'm, uh, Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I mean, I don't... I, I love... Everybody jokes about we as the community. We've never seen him actually play Warhammer. We don't know what he's like. He was on Graham Norton talking oh, he's, about. He's talked about it a lot. And I and I I'm I'm not I'm not You're gatekeeping right now. No, no, no. That's the thing. I'm I'm not proposing that he doesn't know how to play and he's not a good player. Sure. Um just like but you know, everybody has you sit down to play with someone and you don't know how they're 
they are when they are playing a game versus how they are in real life. Sure. You, for example, you might play a game and get really salty about something that happens in it. I can't think of anything in recent memory (laughs) where I might have stopped talking for 30 minutes in complete fury. Yeah. And and then basically ruined the stream. I can't even... even These things do happen. That didn't happen to me. I've, I've gotten... I mean, I've always been pretty pretty casual when it comes to games i don't i'm trying to think back but i've never really cared much about winning it's just about having fun doing stuff i think you exemplify that in the majority of the way you exist and as i because i know you well not only do you know a bunch of things you you um you look forward to the opportunities to teach people yeah yeah that's definitely yeah i i, I joke about the the thing that <laughs> It's okay. We're going to take a quick break. It just so happens that the gardeners have decided to come right now. It's perfect. Um, Scott, we might just hear your commercial right now. Oh, cool. Yeah. See you in a second. Are you a geek? Do you like naming things? My name is Scott Rubin, and I wrote the ultimate guide for geeks to name anything. Whether you're naming kids, your pets, your car, your Wi-Fi network, or your role-playing game characters. Naming Your Little Geek has almost 1,100 name entries, and I tell you where the name came from, if it's a real name, or if it's a fictional name, all of the characters who have had that name, and I reference over 4,400 characters from science fiction, fantasy, comic books, movies, TV shows, cartoons, you name it, it's all in there. And it ranges from normal sounding names like Scott or Jessica to really off-the-wall bizarre ones from all of our favorite fantasy and sci-fi properties. You can pick up a copy of Naming Your Little Geek at bubblesandthingssoaps.com and check out all the other cool items there. Some really neat soaps. Naming Your Little Geek is also sold everywhere books are sold online, and you can even find it in some physical bookstores if you're a person who shops in physical stores these days. But welcome back. You didn't leave. Oh, Running. No. <laughs> oh, no. This is I, I didn't know we were still going. <laughs> well, we're going. Okay, now cool. it's happening. Cool. Um, yeah, I joke that my favorite thing about getting into a game is then teaching other people how to play. That's a joke? <laughs> What's funny in my about life that? <laughs> well, no, because most people think, oh, you know, you Guys, play. This is very funny. You play, <laughs> hold on to your Wow. Pull uh, over in case you're driving. You, know, you play a new game because you, 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 you want to win. You want to do this or that. Um, but yeah, I, I just, I, I genuinely really like teaching games and sharing what I like with other people. And that's how, yeah, you, you roped me into learning more and more hammer than I ever cared to learn, Sure, but I did enjoy it and you gave, uh, not, but I did enjoy it. I enjoyed it. I did find it interesting. Um, but yeah, it's, that's been a conversation you and I have been having lately is, and gatekeeping, I think actually is a generational conversation in general mm-hmm. because when I was younger, people would be like, oh, you don't know this band? Mm-hmm. Or like, even just a couple of days ago, I was talking to somebody who was in the geek space, who's very successful, and they nerd shamed me for not seeing a thing up until this point in my life, Rude. and literally said oh, they're going to revoke my nerd card. Now, that person said that 
because other people said that to them yeah. at another time in space in a different era or yeah. maybe even yesterday. Ow. So <laughs> the... I even I even gate kept music or tried to experimented with it like ooh do I want to be the jerk that says you don't know Death Cab for Cutie <laughs> everyone does <laughs> and then I'd be like no I do I'm like but do you so it, we all try on different hats of like ooh do I want to be an asshole or do I want to be inclusive sure so would you say you were always that way or did you experience gatekeeping in these uh, gatekeeping in these spaces and wanted to be the other side of that or yeah i i don't remember specific examples but i i do i have gone through an evolution to where i am now uh consciously like i don't i want to be as opening and as welcoming in all the things that i love because that's how you get more people involved in the things that you love and then that means more people playing games that you can play with uh more people who you know like the shows that you like so then they make more of them like it it in true, all true. in all ways it's better to be opening and embrace new people rather than push them away your world does open up when you find it doesn't mean you need to be like everybody in my circle but you yeah. can widen your circle to actually awesome people yeah the more open-hearted you are it's a conversation we've also been having so tell everyone what just like the the journey your son just went on because Pokemon was something that was yeah. popular yes. when I was just a tad older than him. Okay. Um, yeah. I was in sixth grade, and I remember playing like Game Boy. Sure, and right. Pokemon the, the video games. Yeah. I think that's when it started coming out. I, I, don't... I, I don't think there was a sooner version than that, but like Pokemon Blue and Red. Okay. And then Gold and Silver, and like yeah, the then... cards were coming. Out. I never played the cards. My brother did. I don't even know if he played it, but he collected it. So sure. like, if I was collecting Beanie Babies. He was, which we have to talk about your collection. But if I was collecting Beanie Babies, he was doing Pokemon cards, mm -hmm. had sleeves and fucking boulder, folders and stuff. Yeah, oh, yeah. Your son's doing that. Yes. And also playing the games, which I was just talking to somebody about, like, the games are just beyond me now. And they don't interest me. The world is too big. I don't want to sure. learn about the shiny and the round shinies and this, who's that? Why are they looking like that? Yeah. It's just too much for me. I just because I don't care. Sure, yeah. I might go back <laughs> and play the blue, because yeah. that was fun, but I also did it yeah know. pokemon is really interesting because of how diversified they it's become there are so many different pokemon video games and so many different styles of video games just in that one world mm -hmm. so there's if you yeah, want an you open play, world you have an right open yeah world, yeah a combat game right exactly that. exactly um, if you, you want to take fucking pictures of them <laughs> right yeah <laughs> It's, and it's great. So, again, more the more the merrier. Everybody can get into it. Very cool. Yeah. But now your son, who's too smart for his own good, yes. starts getting into Pokemon. Yes. And your son... Which, so you get frustrated with your son very easily. Uh, more so than the youngest well, one. Because I see his potential. Because... There's so much potential. You see yourself. Sure. <laughs> really. <laughs> of course. And yeah. truly, you just go, don't be like me. Right, or yeah. be exactly like me. <laughs> be, be better than Whether me. Whether you realize it or not, you are... I, no, I realize okay, it. Okay, great. So the poor kid's going to grow <laughs> fucked up. So uh, he's... Every parent fucks up their kids. It's, it's just how. It's so true. You always, you said uh, too many hugs are too little. <laughs> yep. Uh and I'm there to mitigate that. I'm there to yeah. go, it's okay, Benjamin. I appreciate that. No worries. Your dad sucks sometimes. I, I did hit him in the face, though, yesterday. I you told probably you deserved you it. He did. Well, okay, so here's, okay, side tangent. <laughs> we were all crossing the street, and this is how mm. I was raised. Yeah. And you guys, are, you guys are different. If you're walking and you're checking, you guys have already taught them to look both ways before they cross the street. Yes. But 
I was like, hey, this is my, like, A, mm-hmm. even though you can trust us to look, you should get in the habit. That's how I think about 100%, it. hundred percent, yeah. So, like, when we were walking the youngest one to go pick up the oldest, I was like, Max, what are we looking for? What are we doing? And that's because I, mm-hmm. I was raised that way. My dad would also hold us by the wrist yeah. as opposed to the hand okay. because I couldn't wiggle out. Sure, you can get away. He was a fucking insane. But he also, it was his way of being protective. Yeah. So, anyway, my turn came with, the eldest Benjamin mm-hmm. and we were walking across the street a couple of times and I had already twice gone look both ways for us yep. like I'm not doing it and then when he stepped off the curb the third time mm-hmm. his he was just looking down at something yep. and so I hit him in the head <laughs> <laughs> I was like look up what are we like as I was just so mad I was scared for him which yeah. caused me to hit him because he your head no matter who you are should never be down looking at the Sure. road when you're in the middle of the uh, road. I agree 100%. <laughs> so I hit him in the head and I said, I'm sorry. And then I <laughs> said to Scott, I just hit your son. I have apologized. <laughs> but but it, it was a really interesting wake up call to like mm-hmm. how I would, yeah, how I was raised, how I would raise them. Hopefully he'll never forget it. Uh, it was more of a boop. Of course. Of course. <laughs> Don't these, tell your wife. These things happen. <laughs> yeah. It, it, I just was, I just wanted, it was like, I it was like, you know, you smack him and get move on. Yeah, of course. He's not yeah. my child. <laughs> so he wanted to teach me Pokemon. Yes. And how would you tell the story if I wasn't here? Well, Does okay. Does it matter? Is it interesting to you? Yeah, no, no. I, I, I do. Yes, I do think so. So Benjamin, he very rapidly went from learning how to play Pokemon to learning how to excel at Pokemon. He was incredible at it right away. Yeah. And how to... How did he get so many cards so quickly? We... Uh, I reached out to some friends who had old ones, and and they just gave it to Amazing. me. So we started out with a pretty decent collection, and then he figured out how to build decks from there and put combos together and all that stuff. And he gave me, like, the weakest deck to yeah. start off with to teach me, quote-unquote. Yes. And then kicked my ass. And yeah. then your mom, his mom was like, what are you doing? Or I think you, like, said, yeah. give her a different deck or play, play it with a different deck, yes. Benjamin. And I don't think I would have liked it anyway. And I sure. think I was just getting sick. Like, I, it was right before, like, I hit probably, I think I had COVID over Christmas. I don't know. But, like, it was, because I, I hung out with you guys with the mask on. Because mm. um, you were selling soaps in your right. book. And so I didn't get anybody sick. But I yeah. was, like, right, I was, like, hitting a fatigue. Mm. So I was, like, already tired and frustrated. And I was just there to hang out with you guys. And this kid was, like, now I, you can't play that or like whatever. And <laughs> yeah. he fucking kicked that's all, my that's ass. That's always fun to hear. And in that moment, a friend of mine, Elliot Hochberg, who I've talked to you about a couple other times, um, he's a game designer mm. and he taught me that he's, he likes also teaching people so that they can all play yeah. and really doesn't like the penchant towards, I'm going to teach you to play this game and fucking kick your ass. Yeah. Because it, it's not fun for anyone. It's no. fun for that guy, maybe. I, I guess. Yeah, I've, I've never understood that. It's it's obviously like an insecurity or it's some sort of, you know, domination drive. And don't get me wrong, I yeah. get competitive. I totally get it in some ways. So it was the first time I had seen it since mm-hmm. being told by Elliot that mm, there's this penchant yeah. towards that that people have. And so I was able to look at Benjamin and I was like, this isn't fun, dude. You're just, <laughs> you're just trying to kick my butt. And... We could just be playing, yeah. and this could be, like, is it fun for you that I suck and you're winning? <laughs> and I was so angry. I, I tell him that with things. Yeah. Like, and, well, and also, like, he he picked, so, yeah, Benjamin's the older one. Maximilian's his little brother, three and a half years younger. And Benjamin will bully him. And, like, Benjamin will be ahead and say, okay, race you to the door, and we'll run ahead, and obviously we'll win. And I'll take him aside and say, 
Does that make you feel good that you that you beat your brother when he couldn't possibly? I'll I'll just tell him flat out. But and but then, but in a weird, yes, you're shaming him, but in the right yeah. way though too. I mean, I, I'm try, hopefully we'll see. I, there is something to be said for reinforcement. He, yeah. All he's also so smart that he might get good at hiding when he's sure tricking or trying to, to yeah. win situations. But I, I, that reminds me of probably doing the same exact thing. Yeah. Like I think. I think someone got mad at me for playing against my youngest brother and trying and kicking his ass and mm. something. And I was like, well, if he's not good, though. <laughs> and it wasn't like, it just, I, like everyone's like, you got to let him win. I was like, well, then he won't learn how to lose. <laughs> just, wow. I, thought, I don't know. I thought that sure. was my role yeah, or yeah. something. Um, but equal teaching equal playing ground or yeah. whatever. And it's especially hard to relate to someone younger than you or, or less yeah. capable than you or whatever. Yeah, but you, what you said about insecurity is really interesting in in playing games with people even at a at like a teaching level because yeah i mean if you if you like a game but you never win or rarely win but then you're teaching someone that's an oh look here's my here's my chance totally so it might feel good that you yeah. can finally uh win or like get that vindication or like i'm not yeah. as bad as i think i am or right. whatever or yeah or show off what you know about this game yeah look, look you could i can do all these things totally and, yeah. um someone is teaching me chess right now oh. and they are not stopping their how good they are okay they're very infrequently beaten okay and um i lose and make dumb mistakes because i'm just sure. really acclimating to the game yeah. i knew how to play as a kid but not like no bobby fisher-esque right. thing and I'm like, is this fun for you to beat me? And he goes, you're learning how to play, and that's fun. And I was like, okay, okay, no, no, yeah. no. I'm making this sound way worse than okay, it is. All right. It's it's a fun experience. I'm learning. I'm. I also don't want them to pull punches. I want to okay. learn the strategy. There's like ways you can play with removing certain pieces, but I don't want to do that. Sure. Because I want to get used to seeing the patterns of all the pieces moving. I, I think yeah. I can give myself. I give myself the credit enough to like, the more I play, the more the better I'll get at it. Yeah. Um, but it is kind of funny, like, you're so good at this. What's mm. the benefit to you right. playing someone that can't even compete? But in the same way, well, yeah. look, he's, he's teaching me. Yeah. Yeah, chess is interesting, though, because it's so... Unlike so many other games, it it's so rigid in what you can and can't do. Sure. There are, you know, you can't play it in a different way, really, or... You, yeah, I mean, you're just you're just playing chess. It's I, then, I think you can be more aggressive. Oh, sure, for and, sure, and a little conniving, um, or, or like well, and the awareness of what other pieces are doing what in order to protect, and then anticipating your yeah. But I, I I feel like it's I feel like it would be harder once you get to a high enough level at chess. I I feel like it would be very frustrating to play against somebody who was so far below your level. But this person really likes me, so well, that might make a difference. Okay, sure. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. I don't. I've never been a fan of chess. I think partially because of that, mm. because I I feel like anyone you're going to play is already very good. Yeah, or I I don't know. I feel like I, I feel like it's a, it's a game that I I should be good at. Yeah, but I, I would actually. I am surprised that you're saying you don't like yeah, it. Yeah, but I don't. I don't know. I just I I don't know. I feel restricted by it for some reason. So I don't. Mm. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what that is. Hello, listeners. It's your new friend, Philip Matas, here to advertise in your ears. 
If you're looking for a good read, I would highly recommend a book that I wrote. It's called The Murderous Haircut of the Mayor of Bel Air, and it's a funny and exciting mystery, which is the first in my Psychic Barber Mysteries series. It is the story of Danica Lumen, a struggling hairstylist who also has secret psychic abilities. Normally, she touches the heads of her customers to see just what type of styles they want, but things go sideways in her life when she touches the head of a new customer and sees a dead body. The murderous haircut of the mayor of Bel Air has collected tons of five and four star reviews, and it would like to collect one from you as well. So just search for Murderous Haircut Philip to find my homepage and learn where best to buy your copy of your next favorite book, The Murderous Haircut of the Mayor of Bel Air. And now, back to the show. a great segue into talking about like what makes you tick i think because you are you're weird yes in the best way (laughs) well you are some would say you have a veneer of normal sort of you're sure it's betray you occasionally but you're not like the weird nerd which by the way it's okay if you're a weird nerd but you're like not the smelly nerd on the convention floor the mutant you're not the mute well i don't know if you should say that (laughs) Uh, it's a, it's a term s- of endearment. It is. There are some people that um, are harder to relate to than others. Yes. You are a relatable human that gets your bills paid on time, doesn't live in a basement, sure. and yeah, yeah. can communicate clearly. And yeah. we love the ones that can't. It's just a different category of socialization or whatever. Yeah. I, I think Maybe I, we sound like assholes right now. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. And I, I think I, I probably could have easily gone that way. Really? I, I feel like I, I could have. So I'm looking at him incredulously. Sure. I mean, you know, all the, the weird stuff I'm into. It yeah. Could have been, I could have been a basement dweller. Just Sure. But I think, and this comes back to sort of the point of your, of this podcast, um, is that growing up and going to school. Tell me the point of the podcast. I don't well, know. No, about, don't know about ages and generations. Yeah. No, I still don't know. Of, is that all of my friends were always older. Mm. So I was always dealing with people who were more mature in one way or another. Um, And I think I always just got used to hanging out with people who were smart and who were talking about things that were more, maybe a little bit more advanced than where I was anyway. And I think that's helped me to be able to relate to people. Because you were already, you were operating at a higher standard or had to. Yeah, maybe. I think that's an element. I mean, but you could have easily been friends with mouth breather adults too. Sure. Who were like, you know, they could have dragged (laughs) you underground too. But you're not the first person to say that just hanging out with just a little bit older than Mm -hmm. you or I think you, it's not like they went, oh, we feel bad for this kid. You really are operating at the level. So the difference between 17 and 15 is gigantic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The difference between you and I, which is five years, is not gigantic. But when you're a teenager and your prefrontal lobe is not, your cortex, all that is not fully formed, it's a big deal because you're going through different things at each stage of your age. So um, those that kind of got to tag along or Mm. got pulled along or got that first drink with, you know, the group of friends that were kind of older but cool still, 
you formed a little bit differently. Yeah. As opposed to like, I never was able to quite compete with those that were exactly my age. And compete's the wrong word, but like relate to. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I tended to, to attract older yeah. crowds or older groups of kids that did, it put me in like an, a, a, a precarious position of social insecurity. Sure. But also I was like kind of cool that I got to do this. They yeah. must like me in some way. Yeah. I mean, when I was in, so in high school, when I was a freshman and like the, I guess it was late freshman year, but I had a crush on a girl who was like a junior or senior. Like it was completely ridiculous. But she was friendly to me. We were both in band. So, oh, well, you, were mi- so you were mixing with the different years anyway. Fair. Um, and that's how it happens. I yeah, was friends with yeah, the yeah. theater kids because of that. Sure. So, yeah. But um, but she recognized that I was... Into her? But also that I was interesting to talk to and Got smart it. and everything else. So we ended up just like talking about what she was doing in her classes. And I ended up reading the books that she was reading in her classes. And then we would talk about it. So I was already getting like... I Always about the pussy, Scott. You, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is the driving force of all of your. That's why you're not a, in the basement. I guess. Jeez. Um, yeah. So I don't. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what that did for me in the long run, but but it was cool thinking. Well, and how it. much did you relate to your father in general, or your mom? Like, of the two parents, were there one was one of them like, oh, I love that my dad does this, or. I like his taste in music or her, she's this. Yeah. I mean, in general, I was closer, more aligned with things that my dad liked. Was he sure. geeky or was like, yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. I mean, like in, in his way. So he was born in 1950, um, and, but he grew up with, you know, Asimov and Got Herbert it. and all that. So he was way into, he was way into science fiction. Did he, he like like Cthulhu and stuff like that? Is that where that, that came no, from? No, huh. no. And yeah, he wasn't really into horror. He wasn't really into fantasy so much. So yeah, I grew up with Star Wars and Ghostbusters and star- lots and lots of Star Trek and things like that. But you got Dune from him, yeah. and yeah, yeah. So, which I think does create the foreground or the playground for mm. other interests to come into. Yes. Especially when you think about Dune basically mm. lending everything to the majority yeah. of... Uh, which is something you and I connect on really heavily. And some, a story mm. I talk about by name being derivative of Dune, I think. Yes. That's what I mean. At least I think my dad, that's... It may or may not be true. I think my dad justified it. Okay. I think he justified sure. having a female and went, well, Jessica, I guess that's from Dune. So, okay. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't even know if my dad was fucking there when I was born. I'm sure he was. But I'm just saying, I just don't know what happened. Sure. So, because uh, the reason I ask is my dad also, he was cool, like, as mm-hmm. far as I thought. And yeah. He was cool. He knew all the great songs and he was like he was like you would, you would listen to music and he'd like tell you to close your eyes and play it on the <laughs> vinyl with like the you know the 80s all the things the sure. best speakers and like would like stop everyone from talking in the car to listen like a certain John Lennon song or whatever and like he really his passion for he was also geeky. He was he would say he was a jock to some extent. Yeah. But he really liked Tolkien and yeah. he liked Herbert and loved Star Wars mm-hmm. and loved Star Trek. So was an anomaly in a sense, which actually really isn't. It just at the time, right, right, right. yeah. Then, yeah, yeah. It, like, because with his friends, he's like, we were different. Like, we all like the Stooges, and and also, you know, right. getting chicks or whatever. <laughs> and and he also liked standing up for the little guy or whatever. So there was a lot of stories he would tell that made me go, my dad's the coolest person. Yeah, and a lot of what I learned from him and how we socialized, he did a really good job of like 
talking to me at the age I was mm-hmm. in hopes of me getting better yeah, uh, socially. Cool. And so, yeah, he did. A, he always knew how to talk to the person they was talking to and at the age they were, mm-hmm. it, but where that he was understood. Um, he's older, right? So I always wanted to impress him. So sure. I bring that uh, effort into my relationships up right. until I, you know, until I stopped caring what people think. So I was like, oh, I know the Beatles, and I'm really cool, and you're in 11th grade, but I'm in 9th, and yeah. I, I'm weird, but... Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, you like the Beatles? Yes. You know, there was... I did have some of those cool cards that mm. other people... A lot of older men would yes. say to me, oh, that's interesting that you know that. Like, it, <laughs> it made yeah. them feel not so old that right. I knew. They be There's, like, these weird ways men will say, like, you don't, I doubt you'll know this name. Yeah, and it's course. a weird gatekeeping yeah. thing. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Right? Like, you're too young to know this one. And it is, like, also deprecative on their part. But mm-hmm. it was their, like, I, oh, no, no, this is the first time I ever thought about this. Uh-oh. Maybe they knew I, they, maybe they could tell I already knew. And that was, like, one of their ways <laughs> of, like, nagging me. Sure. Right? You, yeah, giving you the opportunity to To impress prove, them. Yeah. Oh, my God. Which would also increase your own... Serotonin towards them, right? Or and you're yeah, thinking how well the that the in- bond interaction is. was going. I hate men <laughs> so much for, for good reason. So, do you want? Can we talk about this? Your stint, sure. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Here, here's okay. So I'm going to preface this before we even okay. mention it. Were you before you tell you tell them what you did? Okay. Were you married when you did this career? Uh, yeah. You were in yeah, a yeah. committed oh, yeah. relationship yeah, yeah. and you were oh, married. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I've, I've never not been in this relationship. For sure. Yeah. And it's a wonderful relationship and your wife is the best. Yeah, it's clarifying because you've never not been. I just want, I, you can't read a lot of nuance. In, For sure. Yeah, yeah. No, podcasts. I mean, well, yeah, I, I, I met my wife when she was 15 and I was 16 in high school and we've been together ever since. Correct. But would you say that you had a way with women? <laughs> Like, did no. you... Not at all? No, not at all. No, so I literally... was she the driving force in the relationship then? Or did you... I mean... Okay, so in, in junior high, I asked a girl out. We went on one date. I had no idea. She said My, yes. That's a good... She said yes. This is true. We... I think I asked her out at a dance. So, like, we danced together. And then... Oh, God. Huge, huge informative moment. Sure. Uh, we went on one date, and I all I remember is afterward, because my mom dropped us off, and I remember her saying, so right off the bat, when you left, uh, like, she held out her hand, and you just kept walking. <laughs> That's the only thing I remember. So I had no, like, you I didn't even nothing. know. You did not know what to do. Nothing. So I mean, your dad didn't help was, you. This was junior high. So. I know, but that's like the era. Sure. What was the, like, major song in that dance? Do you remember? Like, do you remember? Uh, I don't. Okay, I great. Don't, great. No. Carrying I, on. I, I, wish I, I wish I did, but I don't. If you, uh, this is not a hypothetical I want for anybody, but if you were to find yourself single today, okay. do you think you could have game? <laughs> Man, I, I, probably... You would know I how, you know who you like. You know yeah, where to go, I, how to approach. Yeah, I'm 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 comfortable enough in, I'm comfortable enough in myself and what I know about myself and how to talk to people, like you've said. You know how to I speak think, to humans. Yeah, very exactly. well. I'm better at it than you are, but you're very good <laughs> I, at it. I'm not arguing. No, exactly. No one's arguing. <laughs> I need the audience to know. Okay, sure. The whole purpose of asking you this yes. is you worked for and did what? So I worked for one of the premier uh, pickup artists. Pickup artist companies in the United States, if not the world. Well, so backtracking a little bit. So I went to I went to college and grad school for classics. Right. 
which was ancient Greek and Latin. The languages, the history, Amazing. the art, Which actually, the truly, philosophy, like everything. This is one of the things that impresses me about you because I love that stuff and I love that I get to ask yeah. you questions if I have them. It's super, yeah, I I'm I will never regret getting that education. I Do you want, regret not getting a master's? PhD. I That's got my master's, yeah. Master's. yeah. I, I do, but at the time, yeah. So what happened was I, the plan was to get the PhD and then just become a professor and stay in academia forever. Um, I'm glad you didn't do that, but yeah, sure. in some ways. Uh, but... Uh, I found out that there was a lot of um, a lot of politics in academia, which I was not prepared for and didn't know how to manage. Again, you're not good with women and you're not good with politics. <laughs> right? We're learning so much. Uh, so I got my master's and left and then was like, uh-oh, now what do I do? How many more years would you have had to stay in there for a PhD? Um, it depends, but it would have been a few more. Crazy. Yeah. And would you have learned more than what you know now? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I see. So yeah. there's like even more to learn at that yes. point. I see. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, so I got, so I got my master's in classics, and it was like, well, shit. Now what do, what do I do? Wow. Uh, so I thought about like teaching high school, but I didn't really want to do that. Uh, and then I bounced around, and I had some weird jobs. You, I even Let's go. Like, you, I don't think. Let's go. No. It, this is your hour and a half. So I worked. So I worked at a. At the time, it was the. The third largest uh, stock photo company in the United States. I don't think they're even around anymore. This was someone must have. This was like them. yeah. This this was still early early two thousands. Yeah, early internet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ish, ish. Relatively. Um, but it, it's funny though. Even there, I was, I was just uh, like new new images would come into the catalog, and I was one of a team of people who just looked at the image wrote a description, wrote down keywords for it, and then just saved it. Wow. Which I really liked doing, and I had a blast doing, and then and I I revolutionized their system. Because what they were doing at the time... You can't tell. My eyes are rolling in the back of my head right now. Every picture, they would save it as like 10 different versions of the same picture. So if it was a man and a woman, they would save it as... Man, woman. Right. Couple. Exactly. They would save it as different versions. And I was like... And again, I knowing this is your data brain. Going yes, off. and yeah. and and I was always, you know, an early early adopter of internet stuff. But I was I I sat down. I literally I sat down with the two ladies who owned the company, and I said, "You mansplained." <laughs> I I guess so. <laughs> but I said, "This is this is not a good way to do it. It makes it impossible to search. We have a section already for keywords. All of these things just go in the keywords, and then you can search them." And then and they they agreed and we changed the thing so that that was a cool that's fr- that's got to be frustrating though at the, yeah at the time but they again they let me change it yeah so. that's great again I don't think that company even exists anymore but that's fine. someone owns that somewhere sure. and Scott is on the wall <laughs> on a placard <laughs> thank God he he revolutionized the system <laughs> the uh, best case of mansplaining today and then I was the operations manager at a Porsche parts company <laughs> what the f- manager. <laughs> Operations manager. Okay, that's still something. It's, oh, it, it was something. <laughs> so I was like making sure things ship out yeah. and go Inventory out on Inventory is wow. right. And yeah. Uh, there were, Did it you was... have to talk to people like, I need the parts and I need it now. Listen, Jerry, you're going to have to wait for the muffler. Thankfully, no. Okay. The, uh, I, I had... I dreaded answering the phones because oh, I, totally I don't I don't that. know much about cars anyway. Yeah. Um, I'm just... I'm good at systems and data and stuff like that, so... Yeah. Uh, while I while at that job is when I wrote the screenplays that I've written because I didn't have a lot of work to do, oh my God, <laughs> so I would just write amazing. screenplays during the day, which was a lot of fun. That's fantastic. That's a dream. Yeah. That's so the I, LA dream. 
<laughs> right? So I did that for a while. And then, yes, then was the big one. So the company... How did you fall into that job? Nepotism. Oh, great. Love it. So Chris's dad, my wife's father, um, after a very successful stint in business, mm. uh, became a consultant and worked with a bunch of different companies. And he happened to be a consultant for Love Systems. And they were like they were really just getting started at like a bigger level. And he realized that they really needed somebody who could come in and do a lot of different things, mm. write, uh, write copy for stuff, sure. do website editing, do SEO. And he was like, I actually know a guy who can do this. And you can do SEO? At the time. Okay. At the it's time. Changed. It's yo, changed it's, greatly now. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah. So I was about to be like, what, why are you not helping me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, I know the fundamentals. I don't know all of the, the details now. But yeah, so I, I worked for, I think I worked there for seven or eight years. Whoa. It was a while. I worked there for a while. Whoa. And it was very, very interesting. I, I edited and proofread several of the books they put out. Right. Um, I managed a lot of the website stuff. Did you talk to people that needed help ever? Rarely. I see. Okay. Very rarely. Okay. I, I, I was not customer facing at all. Great. Yes. <laughs> but but you have some interesting takeaways that kind of like revolutionized how I look about like the normal average yeah, I mean, Joe or person. Yeah, you couldn't work there without absorbing the knowledge. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Question, side tangent, bar. Do you hate when I finish your sentences or do you like it because I'm so accurate? It's fine. I've gotten used to it. It's totally fine. It's me engaging. I know, and it's great. But most people don't like it. Okay. You don't like it. No, no, it's I I'm being totally serious. It, it's totally fine. Okay, great. You you have a when you, you say have, fine. No, no, no. I okay. mean fine. Okay. You have a fear of empty spaces. Yes. In conversation, well, I don't so mean you it that jump way. Jump in and fill it. I know. I I, I know, and that's why it doesn't bother me. <laughs> that's why it doesn't bother me, and I'm fine with okay, it. Okay, great. It's not. It isn't meant to be that way. I, I understand. Got it. I totally understand. Um, but yeah, so doing doing the website copy and writing sales material and again editing the books, like I read everything this company put out. And it was, it was, it was a lot. It was a lot. Your one I remember the most is um, the first thing mm-hmm. to say to somebody the, upon the, meeting them. The opener. The yes. opener, right? Yes. Um, I'm I'm a girl in the bar. What's right. the first thing that uh, I'm just over here twirling my uh, Cosmo? Yeah. Right. Oh, oh hey, uh, can can you can you help me out? My friends and I we have a bet going, and we're trying to figure out what what's the best party? Uh, a caveman party or a sci-fi party? Some stupid. A uh, sci-fi party, I guess. Like, what would you wear to that? Oh my god, no! <laughs> well, anyway, there were there were That's various. That's the worst. Well, it... no, it's great. Yeah, but like, what would you wear to that? That's so interesting. And then, based on that, you, there are threads you can. It's a. Oh my it's god. again. It's it's an entire. It was literally a system of how to do. Yikes! Yeah, but again, but even in what I just said, I layered in. I've got friends. So I'm a human being who knows things. I have people who are here, so I'm not going to bother you for too long because I'm going to get back to my friends. And then you build that in later too. It's there's there's it's so, so true. Much. It's like disarming in yeah. a sense, yeah, yeah. and it's really hard to not answer a stupid question like that. Right. Like at it's, the least, it seems I'm innocent. Answer. But then you can steer it in different directions based on the. Responses. So and I'm the asshole for thinking anytime <laughs> a guy wants to talk to me that they're hitting on me. Well. I, <laughs> I don't. Every I don't know. Every single That's, time, sure. Anyone wants to talk to me, their yeah. dick is hard, <laughs> <laughs> or they're thinking sure, about yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, hey. Um, I, I, 
it took me a long time to understand that most people aren't um, socially equipped mm. as most other people are. Yeah. And, and so maybe that's why I feel the need to fill in spaces because sure. I want to help that person along. I did have another friend who was a brain like you mm. and all of a sudden I was like driving or like on a long, long trip from one of our theater performances with in Ventura County back to LA County, which is, can be an hour and a half yeah. hour, whatever. And we were talking and getting deep and philosophical and I finished his sentence perfectly. And I said, Brian, do you hate that? He goes, if you weren't right, I would. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But then uh, a couple of years later, I was taking a quiz with my friend Laurie mm-hmm. about what kind of listener you are. And so I answered honestly, yeah. like 10 questions or something. And whenever Laurie Jones, who I've talked about mm-hmm. ad nauseum on this podcast, like shows you something, she finds it interesting and has some credence. Okay. It's just like she might as well be the New York Times. Okay. Without the op-ed part. <laughs> sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. So she's just like, well, if we're, well, I'm doing this at work or learning this. And so I took the quiz 10, 15 questions later, and I was the best version of listener. Ooh. Which Congratulations. I was, Thank you. I, I really needed the <laughs> win. validation. No, because I, I was afraid that I wasn't uh-huh. a good listener. Like, I, I, I'm at every turn in my life, I've always, and maybe not until recently, but still, okay. I'm always afraid of something about me is going to push some someone away. Right. And so when I've got an unequivocal, there you, go. A, 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 you know, test yeah. results that say you are this, I guess the I, the thing was you you empathetically listen. Mm. You um, ask questions that show that you are listening, right. yeah, which is huge. And I don't think that's exactly the same as filling in the blank of what you're saying. No. But it is me excited yeah so here's what i think happens really truly i think my mirror neurons are reading your brain and know exactly what you're going to say so i'm excited that i know sure but i forget that people <laughs> like to talk also <laughs> well, that is true <laughs> and i should just let them <laughs> uh you you just mentioned about how other people aren't necessarily at at the same social level yeah. And that was what I found really interesting about working at Love Systems. Yeah. Because, yes, some of the material that we, we the company, produced was about having one-night stands and all things like that. Which I don't know that anyone goes through that uncomfortably. <laughs> sure. With, without Who discomfort knows? to yeah. begin with. Uh, but a, a, another lot of it was devoted to... Men who are who have just absolutely no ability to talk to a human being that they don't already know, and how do they teach that? So my my wife, who you know, again I, I was with, and she read this stuff too, and she thought it was really interesting. She always tells the story about looking through like the main book was called Magic Bullets. Oh God! I know. Oh my. I know. Pick I know. up a it's woman just, with a bullet. I, what is happening? I know. But the the section on openers, like we just talked about, yeah. like how you talk to somebody. So it said, you know, an opener is the first thing you say to somebody, blah, blah, blah. So it's this, the... Icebreaker, whatever. Yeah, exactly. Kind of. And it had a list of, it had a list of just a, like 10 sample openers. And one of them was, hi. And that really struck her as, oh my God, yes, there are men who are reading this or who are getting this instruction who literally don't know what, how to go up and just say hi to someone. And it's not... Or they've never had. It's not even a spectrum issue. It's literally... Because yeah. that does exist, right? Sure. Like not yeah, yeah. knowing... Uh, on the spectrum, there's certain levels of knowing how to socialize, certain routines, right. and saying hello may not be one of their yeah. pensions. Yeah, yeah. 
But when you told me that story too, it blew my fucking mind. Yeah. Because A, it's easy to take for granted how socially Mm -hmm. adept one might be versus another person that just like the terror they may experience. Uh, Because I have social anxiety, but it's mitigated by antidepressants, therapy, working on it Mm -hmm. and having self-esteem. It don't hardly exist. A lot of it manifested in stage fright, which also, which I didn't stop me from performing, right. but is almost practically gone, hmm. which is fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> the problem is it's made me less empathetic <laughs> towards when people feel uncomfortable. People yeah. Because I, I think I wasn't empathetic with people at that point either because I was so engulfed in the experience I was happening, having. So I very rarely did I realize, oh, someone, so-and-so is also uncomfortable. Right. I thought I was like, I had an alarm blaring on my face. Like, she's the weird one. <laughs> but now I'm just like, I got this. And then I'll take someone into uncomfortable territory. Sure. And I'm like, why is that weird? Because <laughs> I don't give a fuck. But so uh, I'll backtrack because it does kind of go backward to... You not going down south as far mm-hmm. as like socializing could yeah. have gone. Uh, you you did find like a road where you like okay how do I how do I find strike a balance between my interests that are off uh, yeah. the beaten path and also exist in the real world. Yeah, we want to live in a world where it doesn't matter. You should be able to live and like the thing that you like as yes. long as it's not I, hurting somebody. Ideally, yeah, that's <laughs> ideally. But but we still formulate judgments mm-hmm. on people. So. Had you experienced also judgments from other people on certain things that you liked? Like you weren't too much in, you weren't enough into the brony culture or you didn't, you weren't cool enough at Warhammer. Um, not really. I mean, as I'm trying to think, not that I can recall, but I think I got, you know, as we've talked about, I think. Fairly early on, I became comfortable enough in what I liked and what I was doing that I didn't really care what other people had to say. Or, or I would just do it my own way. So one of the... You mentioned Heroclix. So that that's that was like my my big... The big thing that I got into. That kind of launched your nerd Everything, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's how I got into streaming from Hector remembering me running it at Emerald Knights and then calling me oh, to be wow. at Geek and Sundry. Like, that's, that was, everything comes from that. Yeah. No um, wonder he asked you to be on his podcast before me. <laughs> anyway. I was on it years ago. Yeah, I know. It took him a long time to ask me. <laughs> okay. It's okay. Uh, it's fine. So when so when we moved to Burbank, I knew that there were a bunch of comic book stores, relative comic book stores and game stores nearby. Oh, I forgot to ask. Uh, you need to give us your full address so that the audience can oh, know okay. where you guys live. So they can pinpoint Burbank. Anyway. Okay. Uh, so... I was into Heroclix, so I looked and saw, okay, well, what, where can I play Heroclix in town? And most people were playing at a certain game store that Great. I will, Please will don't. remain nameless. Yes, they're not paying you. Uh, right. Well, and so I went there, and I, I went a bunch of times, and I had no fun. Mm. Everyone there was playing very competitively. Mm. It was, it, technically it was casual, but it was like every night was a tournament night, and the prizes were all given to the winners, and I just, I had no fun. So I went to the was local... Was it because you weren't good, though? Not entirely. There <laughs> were other people who weren't, who weren't great. Uh, you guys were all in the corner, like, wallflowers, <laughs> going, God, Chad sucks. I hate him. He's so good at this game. 
So after that, I went to Emerald Knights and I asked, do you run Heroclix events? And they said, well, we used to, but we don't really have anybody who wants to do it now. And I said, well, can I run them? And they said, sure, you give it a shot. If people come, great. If not, we'll stop it. Yeah. Um, but I, my Heroclix events, except for the occasional thing when like a big new product came out, all of my events, all the prizes were based on fellowship, on sportsmanship. We didn't give out any prizes based on winning. Really? Yeah. So is and, that like participation prizes though? Well, <laughs> well, no, because there was like, still a limited number. You still, it, to, you still had to vote. So everybody you played, you would give a score for what you thought of their... Oh. Yeah. So, and That's very... nice. It's nice. And I'm... very quickly, we grew a, a decent audience that wow. would come and play there. Instead. Or or in addition. So yeah. knowing that they could come and have... So they, they would go to that other place to play competitively, but come here to have fun. With like the fun builds and build like a comic accurate team that they couldn't do at the other places. That is actually really lovely. Yeah. You cultivated... The experience you wanted and exactly. found, and gave a community an opportunity. Because yeah. likely, this is like something that maybe other people can take away from too. If you're feeling like you're missing something, mm-hmm. chances are someone else is missing yes. that too. You're not alone <laughs> right. in that. Um, and again, as long as you're not trying to you know create a cult where you ca- kill black cats or something like that. <laughs> oh, someone else wants that. I'm sure they do. It's illegal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like you can create. It's, it's hard to put yourself out there. Mm-hmm. But yeah. you also, there are leaders and there are followers. It's not, neither is bad nor good. Sure. Some people like to break from the flock. Some people like to cultivate the flock mm-hmm. or whatever. Or eat, or eat the flock. Or eat the <laughs> flock and then we don't like those. What the flock are you talking about, Jessica? <laughs> sure. But I, I didn't know that you had done that. But yeah. it makes sense because then, you know, fast forward to when I meet you, um, very quickly you folded me in and invited me to hobby nights. Mm-hmm. And I knew I couldn't say no that many times. So I made sure I showed up as much as possible. Without canceling too much, right. but it was, but like everyone that you brought in were not misfits, but just yeah. like people Ge- that you'd get. Yeah. That geeks and geeks. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think I had always been friends with geeks, but I don't know how much I had. You, you came at a great time where I was just losing one of a, one of mm. my communities that had just, be, it was a big deal for my life. Okay. It's like the first time I like experienced being at the top of like a social echelon mm. and what was really lovely about that for as bad as that sounds <laughs> sure we were inclusive it wasn't okay. it wasn't gatekeepy that, that's that's good it was because <coughs> what was interesting about that group and this was at our improv community mm. um it was full of a bunch of people who were made fun of as kids ah, so sure. you already had a bunch of people who were used to being treated other like others, and yeah. so there wasn't the goal. There was still like echelons of we're like we're we're always on in every show, you know. Yeah, and it's gotten better since I'm not not since I'm not there, but like <laughs> once they get rid of you, yeah, get out, <laughs> Jessica. But it actually was one of the one of the girls in that community, like with you know, in our friend group, was really good to go. What what do we do about the introverts that don't know mm. how to sign up for things sure. or like so like those were the part of the conversations. Yeah. Like how do we keep this community tight and inclusive? And then recognizing it wasn't about, like, being the best. It was about being, like, together with people. I didn't lose that group of friends per se, but I lost the tightness of that community Mm -hmm. by choice. So at the time, I was like, what friends do I have? (laughs) That's okay. Like, sometimes you, I feel like you go through phases sometimes in life where you have a majority of people in your life. And then you feel lonesome. And it can fluctuate. Depending on how lonesomeness of you know manifests in your life yes. but you you had come along just the right time where i was like 
sure, I'll let this guy be my friend. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad it was the right time. It was the right, well, it probably would have happened regardless, because you're, you're very cool, and I wouldn't have my life any other way. Um, I was going to ask you so many other questions. What do you okay. want to talk about? Well, I was going to, just one more part of that Please. story. So in <clears throat> in having that community at the Hero, the Heroclix community and running the events, I also got to interact with a bunch of different kinds of people. Which is why you call them mutants. No, I, <laughs> mutants I got from somebody else. And that, that's that convention specific. Yes, yes, yes. As a way of, of uh, sort of categorizing the success or interest of a convention, he would rank how many mutants came to his table. And that's mostly people that probably can't interact with your product normal. Well, no, no, I can't even. He, I, I'm no, trying to make this sound it's, better. It's, it, it, no. It, it can't. can't be done. No. no. Anyway. Um, but yeah, we had, there were people who were troublesome, people who had anger issues, people who had all, lots of different kinds of issues. So I, I, I got to experience all of that and, re, and understand how to deal with them and, you know, not to push them out necessarily, right. but bring them in. Right. Yeah. Because it's usually a sign of something is not working. Exactly. And yeah. it's... Because we all have bad behaviors mm-hmm. sometimes. Some of us know how to handle it better. Yeah, pub- yes. Like uh, when someone explained to me the uh, concept of like a low emotional threshold. Sure. That's still not your responsibility to deal with that person. But if you right. can change a, like a setting, yeah, yeah. then you should try. Yeah. But you know you know what really helped even with all that? Tell me. At, at the Heroclix. Is, so again, so we met every week and it was... It was casual games, but we would play three games and then vote on blah, blah, blah and give out prizes. But what I did was I made it a system so that every week the the scenario for the game mm. was chosen by a different person. And I would go through and, and so everybody got a turn if they wanted it. Um, and then the, that also helped to bring in the people who were a little bit more outsiders because they got to then create something that everybody would participate in. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. So like... They, that is interesting. Because yeah. I guess everyone has a different drop-in, too, right? right? Yeah. So like, why, why they're there, what they're interested in doing. To be fair, like you gatekeeping about Henry Cavill at the beginning of this podcast. <laughs> That's exactly what I did. We've seen him paint, and you've said sure. previously that there's different ways to enjoy Warhammer. Yes. So some people just paint. Some people just collect. Of course. So you said we have yet to see how he is. No, but that's... But what if this fool is in play? Just saying, just that's fine. A big dick, you're no, like, oh, no, I'm, I'm, that's I'm no, you you took it the wrong way. I'm saying I'm interested in knowing what what how he We're likes. Play back the tape. How do it? <laughs> I'm interested in knowing what kind of a player he is if he plays. Is he super competitive? Is he more casual? Does he not care if his? Does he build silly lists versus competitive? Lists? I see. That that's what I meant. I, oh oh okay. That, you didn't give me a chance I to ge- explain. I guess not. I guess not. You, you asked, only have so much time on Grand Norton to talk about sure. it, too. You asked a very leading question about how I compare myself to him. And I, I said, well, it as a compliment. I just wanted to know more. I want to, I want to know more about him. Now we understand. Okay. You're right. I'm the asshole. <laughs> Tends to be that way. I'm sorry. I'm really just trying. This is really my crackdown sure. podcast where I'm like, you know, oh, I can't believe he admitted to it. <laughs> He said the worst thing right. ever. It's got his cancel. Right. You, you go through and find clips. You're, you're going to clip ship me from this. <laughs> that is the, the reduction of our relationship up until this point. So totally, I think there is a theme overarching here. And it is just like how to in, be inclusive versus disclusive. How to find like 
your ability to make the world a better place for somebody else and your way to do that is by teaching and uh, and folding in and i think that's you exemplify that is there something in life that if that if you were to accomplish it and you died Mm -hmm. and you got to look down and see how your accomplishment reverberated Hmm. or if it took or not what would you want that one thing to be or multiple things but like what like like what's that what is it that's a good question i know (laughs) i'm very good at this sure well you've had a lot of practice oh actually not good but i'm just um i'm genuinely curious i i'm very proud of my book and I'm working on another one, and I have ideas for other projects. So I'd like to, I would, I would like to see those things get shared with more people. Mm-hmm. That would be cool. Um, not necessarily just just for the money, um, but just like I, I think I wrote something that pe- a lot of people would enjoy, and <clears throat> maybe haven't just haven't heard about it. So that would. That would be that would be nice. What's the theme? What is that theme though? I'm thinking more like. Uh... Oh sure. Um, I guess I mean I guess it just goes back to, like you said, the through line is just sharing sharing what I like with other people. Right. When you when you, what are like cool stories that you've had when people like do get your book mm-hmm. and like have you had anything like that where you, people report back or like on the con when they buy the book like oh I'm good like some cool stories like that or maybe not interesting stories. Yeah, I mean, usually it just triggers their their memories of <clears throat> naming things in the past or interacting with names. I haven't really heard back from a lot of people about using the book, which yeah. I, I would love to, but you know, the world being what it is, it's hard to it's hard to remember to go back and do stuff like that. Uh, I would lo- I would love to hear more, but um, yeah, it's more like oh, we still this don't know what Nick's of... babies. Oh really? Is, by the way, oh, as of as of this recording, as of this recording, I haven't pursued. I, mean, the I didn't question. want to ask. I've been thinking about it, but so I didn't have want I. To, okay. I, I <laughs> that's actually the first time I haven't talked about Nick because last both podcasts I'm like, yeah. I miss Nick so much. I I, I don't, but <laughs> <laughs> hi, I have a cat who we can talk about. Does the baby just have a number? It's just baby number number two. two. Yeah, yeah, the boy or mm-hmm. gen, you know, sex boy. Yeah. Um. Hi, Angel. We have a cat who's approached us quietly. Um. She, so, no, because, like, I messaged him about a week after the baby was born, mm-hmm. assuming that there would be usually, a name. Usually, usually you decide the name before you leave the hospital. Not always. Right. Not always. They left the hospital without a name. Okay. And you, they, you, you can do that. A week after, they still did not have a name. And if you're, okay. oh, ooh, speaking of which, yeah. um, Cardi, right? Her and her husband mm-hmm. or her man, yeah. they renamed their child. Oh. Did you hear this? No, I didn't. I missed um, that. Let me see if I can find it. But yeah, so but but Scott, uh, no, uh, Nick and their family used your book for like fun recreation. They would yeah, flip they... through Cardi B changed son's name. I think it was Wolf okay. or something. Rappers Cardi B and Offset welcomed their son seven seven months ago, and we know now know his name. Offset, who's a member of okay, uh, Wave Set Cephas Cephas. Wait. What? 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 <laughs> Why is that a name? Anything could be a name. So they changed the name. Okay. <clears throat> and they tweeted about it. And I don't understand what this name is. I, I, I'm not judging it. I just don't sure. know what the name is. Hold on. Let's see if we can find this together. 
Cardi B, we love her. Wave set Cephas. Okay. Hold on. Wave is kind of cool as a name, Wave, though. Wave is a neat name. Wave is a really neat name. <coughs> I th- I've never heard of someone changing a child's name so late in the game, but they I said, mean, I think if I remember reading it, that just didn't suit him. Sure. I mean, that it happens. Does it? <clears throat> yeah, and people usually it manifests in switching to calling somebody by the middle name. Ah. Uh, but, I mean, hey, if you want to just... Swap out the whole name. Honest to God, Wave is very cool. Wave is cool. I really like that name. I I think you're forcing them into a surfing career that I'd rather not force them onto, or or maybe they like the snow instead. So, so like I, we've talked about this on your panels for cons. Like Mm. naming for me is usually like a gut shot reaction, or like start with like a consonant. I'd be like, and it just like Pepper. I feel like she sort of named herself, but I was also watching watching a TV show where. Pippa was a name, mm. and I was like, no, Pepper. And then people are like, right. she looks like Pepper. That's why they, you named yeah. her. We named our cats based on how they looked, whatever. You and your wife put a lot of thought into your kids' names, mm-hmm. but how do you go about naming other things in your life besides your children? Like, what? Where does that em- emphasis it, come? Or it, no, yeah, what, something come it, from? It, it's just like what I say on the panels. Like, I I just research the hell out of everything. <laughs> I want to know, I want to know where it comes from. I want to know where it's been used, what languages have had it. I just want to know everything. I don't, I don't want to be surprised to find things out later. I want to know the things going into it. So what is, so what does your name mean? Uh, I'm putting him on the spot. I don't, I don't remember. Where's my book? How do you, (laughs) how do you not remember your name? Because I, Okay, there are thousands of names floating around in my head. I can't this remember is your them all. Name. I can't remember them all. All right, I know we're not supposed to read full entries. You but... can. It's fine. No, no. There I'm are just... almost twelve hundred of them. It is a very exactly. <laughs> so it's, it's heavy so, book. Yes. I don't know how to spell. Uh, there we go. Like Scotty that. Scott. Um, one of the most awesomest names ever. There are jokes. I kid. Got it. Because it's you. It's a joke. Yeah. Yeah. No. Got it. Scott's <laughs> deviation. Derivation mm. is uncertain. Mm, right. Oh, but it has been used for some very cool characters in geek culture. Most impactful to me growing up was Lieutenant Scott Bernard. Bernard. I'm joking. Good. Of Robotech. Oh, you love Robotech. I do, but there was a character named Scott Bernard, and that's my name and my dad's name. Oh! So it, And I didn't know that going in, because he's not in the show until the third part. And then this guy comes on the screen. He's both my dad and my name. It's crazy. That's so sweet. Yeah. Um, name your son Scott, and he's sure to be awesome. Whether he fights crime, plays in a band, works as an illusionist, or is just a humble writer. Mm, that's so sweet. <laughs> no, that's really sweet. Um, I, I I tell people this often that I take credit for you being a published writer. Because um, you are a little too humble, but that's okay. Oh, cool. I see. Oh, very cool. Interesting. So, uh, how what does Max mean to you? So you're the youngest is Maximilian. Yes, I mean, that Maximilian is. I mean, that comes. There's uh, a, a long line of of uh, ancient Roman names. So we get things like Max and. And they're cool guys. I mean, some. Okay. <laughs> and then Benjamin, which seems like a really normal name. Yeah, Benjamin's more. So I when I when I wrote the book, I called names like Scott, Benjamin, Maximilian. I call those more stealth geek names 
because ah. if you're out in the general population, now again, but nowadays everybody's a geek, so it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. But it used to be that, yeah, in, in normal conversation, a name like that wouldn't stand out as being like, oh, your parents were, were really weird. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> what's like, like, well, like what were they Superman into? Superman or yeah, whatever. Yeah, right. You're naming your kid Kal El. But of course, all, again, going back through just decades and decades of sci fi, especially, there's so many names in there. Yeah, there are, t- there are Benjamins all over the place. Benjamin Uncle Cisco ben. from. Yeah, and Benjamin Cisco from Deep Space Nine. Ben Grimm is the thing. There are just tons oh, and tons interesting. of them. Yeah. Kind of like Peter is all over the place. R- Peter, too. Scott, William. I mean, all these these sort of classic names, they show up a lot, a lot, a lot. What's the most, what was the most surprising thing that you found when you read the book? Any like patterns or, or this, I can't believe this name means that or. Um, well, the pattern thing, what I was very interested in was finding the instances where the same name used by totally different authors, authors or content creators, whatever, in different genres at different times ended up having similarities in their characters. That was, that you were was talking about cool. that recently yeah. with me with Gor- I, Gordon, right? Yeah. Cause I do the Oroville podcast yes. over on Ron Berry podcast and you Go said, check it out. It's great. I mean, sure. Seth MacFarlane <laughs> likes it. So, <laughs> and you said it's typical of Gordon's. Yeah. For whatever reason, Gordon's are often characters who are really good at something but when you when we first meet them, they're operating at a job or a capacity that's way underneath what they're capable of. And then through the story, they are pushed into fulfilling that aspect of themselves. Or they're like Gordon Malloy in the Orville, and you're just drawing dicks, and then you've well, been pushed right, into exactly. being a pilot. He's, he's, the, he's the best pilot in the fleet, but he, he wasn't doing that when we first met him. And I just think the dicks yeah. is important to mention. <laughs> sure. That's all, that's yeah. all I'll say. are the best. Good movies, bad movies, original movies, and remakes. Yes, remakes too. My name is Sam Gash, and every other week, I invite a guest to discuss a movie that has been, will be, or should be remade. Together, we figure out the best way to remake that movie. My podcast is called Ideal Remake, and Ideal Remake is available wherever you get your podcasts. So uh, I think let's round out this podcast okay. with your deviant side. We don't need to talk too much about it. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, you're a deviant. Sure. This is I mean, what I, I say. I yes. say that you're a deviant okay. as a joke. Uh, I think you've brought, I think we've talked about this. I was going to say you brought that out in me. That's not true. You, I feel very comfortable talking about all sorts of weird things with you sure. if that comes up. Yeah. And you and I Twitch stream together, together often. Yes. And I'm more shock jock than anything. Like I'm like I'm <laughs> sure. like the female Howard Stern of the '90s. I'd like okay. to say. Okay. Clearly exemplified in my, sure. yeah. uh, you know, interview skills. Here. Yeah. <laughs> and he's writing a Sibian right now, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> uh, but so like, I'm I'm actually pretty vanilla when it comes to most of my in, uh, experience in sex okay. and stuff like that. 
Um, That's okay. I'm not saying too, it's a bad thing. I'm very I'm, comfortable. I'm, I'm letting them know. Yeah. Oh, they, it's good for you. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. It's, I'm very it's comfortable totally with fine. what interests me. Sure. <laughs> I've been told other things are like, oh, it's so kinky. I'm like, no. <laughs> That's not kinky. <laughs> That is not kinky at all. Everything is a kink to someone. I guess that's, so. That's the thing. I didn't think ass sex was, but here we are. Hey. I I got it. Some people just don't like it, I guess. It's like Anyway, that's certain cultures, I guess. Here we go. Moving on. <laughs> I was raised... You're not a vulgar person. You're not very... You can curse. I, yeah. I, I, I'm flexible to the situation who I'm with. Yes. I think, and I think I'm, bet, I'm less good at it as than you are. But like if someone told me like this is a PG game, I can do it. Sure. As trained yeah. in improv to do that. Like but but most of the, the the venues I'm in right now, it doesn't really matter. Right. I and I think I've explained this to you the even probably why I'm as vulgar or vocal or jokey about sex and those things is it's really not normal for a woman to talk that way. And right. I was raised to not be comfortable mm-hmm. making dick jokes yeah. and shit. Like the boys were doing it. And I, but I wasn't allowed to. Yeah. And I'm not saying like, I'm going to walk out of this period of my <laughs> life going, all I'm going to say is the word dick. Sure. And that's it. You're taking it back. I taking am it t- back for women. Sure. Taking, taking that dick back. Well, and so I still, I guess what I'm trying to express is while I'm glad that I'm like exploring it, I still feel this old world tugging at me going, I'm not ladylike. Mm. I'm disgusting. I can't believe she says that. She's, sure. she's you know, yeah. not... Or even like just up to normal standards, just in the way I talk. Yeah. But you make me feel a little bit more normal. Cool. And maybe you're complicit. Probably. <laughs> Perhaps. <laughs> uh, what, when did you start recognizing that you had just like a counterculture side to you? It really, thinking about it, I think it really came out of, so I, I'm of the age when the internet came about mm-hmm. at the exact perfect time. Mm-hmm. I mean, so the what internet was... You, you would say you're Gen X. I, I, I was born at the very end of Gen X. So. Or you're Xennial, kind of. like. It depends. You and Nick are Xennials, depending on how you exactly. I mean, quantify it. Typically, so I was born in 1979. Ah. And typically Gen X goes to like 79 or 80. Yeah. Yeah. So like a technic, whatever. Um, so when we... So I went to... I graduated from high school in 96. So I was 17 years old and I, we had, we had had a computer at home. We had like AOL, you know, like the yeah, very, the, the very the beginning. Yeah. yeah. So like you couldn't do a whole lot, but like I was in chat rooms already. Um, it's like normal ones. I can't even imagine being 18 in a chat room. Sure. I mean, I can, yeah, yeah. but not first thing off the right. bat. Sure. Like the first chat room I went in it, at 96 yeah. when I was 11. Right. <laughs> There was somebody, an adult in the Nickelodeon chat room going, sure. hey, you, you know, know, so like, of course. all of a sudden I went, yeah. uh, dad? Yeah. <laughs> but so you were that dude in the chat room. Well, I mean, again, I was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so then, and then I went to UCLA, which had, which had one of the first campus-wide Ethernet connections in, in the world, really. Huh. Um, and it was instantaneous access to everything the internet had at that point. And I was 17 years old. Uh, and for a while, my thing was, I want to see everything. And I went to everywhere I possibly could and found out about everything I could. I just wanted to see everything there was. And that w- in sexual stuff, in like dark stuff, just whatever it was. I just, I wanted to see it all, experience it all. Why do you think you wanted to see it all? I, I don't know. That I don't know. 
I haven't, I am not that much in touch with myself, I guess. Sure. Let's take you to therapy. Yeah. But no, I think it's interesting. Like yeah. some people are really comfortable going, I says the world I know and, or they don't want to grow and yeah. I don't begrudge anybody how they sure. want to work, walk through this life. I choose to actively grow as mm-hmm. much as possible, mostly because yeah. I don't want people to hate me. And so, but I do find that interesting that there's like a thirst for knowledge. Yeah. That I don't know that I would have done. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if I was looking for something in myself to fulfill or, or yeah, or just yeah. I, I. So how did you? So like, would you say you know yourself very well? I yes. Yeah. Do you like yourself? Generally, I would think so. I, yeah. I would think my gauge on you is that your esteem is high of yourself. Yeah, I mean, there obviously there are things about myself I don't like, and I would change if I could put the effort forth to change. But yeah, in general. Well, at a certain point, though, if you're not going to put the effort in, like, I, this is what I'm saying with my weight, yeah. right? Like, I'm not going to put the effort in. Can't complain about it too much. <laughs> well, you can. I know. But <laughs> <laughs> to what end? Right. Though? Well, hey, look, we, we, we all need things to complain about. Do we? <laughs> and it's part of it's human nature. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, and I so I've, I've always loved learning and researching and finding out about things. So again, as soon as I had the access to the internet and everything else I could learn about. I was like, let's, let's do this. So do you have, or have you cultivated a community of like deviants like yourself? And again, I'm just using a deviant. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Term. Not, not really. So no. you don't know, you don't have like, um, cock 69 that you talk to who you guys share sex stories with. No, that okay. I no. I've, I've, I've been in groups, but I'm not like an active participant. And you're just as an observer. <coughs> yeah, yeah, you're taking yeah. in information. Observer, collector, what you know, what have you? Collector. I mean, hey. I'm surprised. Okay. I just didn't know you t- bought or purchased. Oh, I mean, you know, I I have a. I know that I'm you know where they are. Yes. I'm a collector oh, of I should have put this together. So. <laughs> That's why I've never been upstairs at <laughs> your house. Oh, and very interesting. Uh, no, I love. So, yeah, I so love this. Yeah. Um. Uh, there's always been a part of me that was wish wish I was a little bit more eventful mm. in that. Yeah. But uh, I don't want to look in the corners of the internet that sure. those things I, exist. I, I I don't necessarily suggest it for no. for most people. I recognize. And that now, my, oh my god! It's and too and much. now, of course, it's it's way it's it many orders of magnitude beyond what it was. I'll be put on a list that I don't want to be put on. Exactly. And I'm sure you are. I've never been on the dark web. I I have no interest. I was going to ask, did you accidentally get to the dark web or (laughs) war war room or whatever? I I mean, what there was then, maybe. But I mean, it's, again, it's nothing like Is the dark web real? Yes. What is it? We'll talk about it later. We can't talk about it right now? I don't know if you should. You'll, really? You will get on lists. Really? Is it really like that? Yeah. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, I don't no, want to be on it. It's 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 really bad. Oh, the reason I'm only interested in it because of the, our shared interest in Letterkenny. We're like, the dark web. Oh, right. Web. Dark web. Uh, oh, dark web. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that, that's, that's real. Um, oh, shit. I was going to say something else. I'm sorry. Your deviancy, okay. your community, your collector-y, uh, uh, anyway. my, my vanilla-y. I'm sorry. It's it's, it's my fine. pension it's, towards filling it's, spaces. It's totally fine. Uh, yeah, I think I'm. 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 I have a high sex drive. I don't have a high interest in experimentation. Mm, like, sure. I don't need to know what it's like to get peed on. Like, that's okay. just not something I need to know. Okay. I know I don't need to know that. Okay. Well, you know that, what I mean? Sure. Yeah. I mean, and that's okay. That's totally okay. I'm so glad that I know that. Yeah. 
<laughs> there's certain things. So kind of circling back to like, you know, we hung out with older kids. I thought mm-hmm. we were cool or whatever. Yeah. I used to think that made me an old soul. Like everyone would be like, oh, you've got an old soul. Yeah. It's really just because I was raised by fucking adults. <laughs> so I said right. things like an adult yes. because I was surrounded by them. You know, we pair it a lot. Of you course, know? yeah. I really have come to accept that if I'm not a new soul, I'm like sort of new. <laughs> I'm still like. Wait, wait, what, what does that mean to you? I don't know how much I believe in reincarnation, but okay. I like the idea of sure. reincarnation. There's also different theories about. Um, soulmates that I like that include sure. like your a soul splits off into multiple mm-hmm. but then if you want to even get scientific with it your the molecules can split off like I just look at okay. maybe the soul is molecule, molecular I, it, there's so many different things okay because like people like to think that the soul is energy or something sure. so like could you have transferred energy to a different corpse or like an inanimate baby that's about to be in the womb that isn't a baby until it's born whatever okay. like there's theories that your soul's mates travel with you. Like we could have sure. been brother and sister in a past life or whatever. That's theories. Yes. I don't know how much I believe in okay. reincarnation, but I like the theory of it. Yeah. And if you do believe in reincarnation, your soul continues to come back to the physical plane to work on the lesson that you have yet to learn. Well, that's one. Interpretation well, that yeah. I that you like. think about. Okay. More than other ones. Okay. Like if you were an asshole, mm-hmm. you turn you become a donkey, right, or something like that. There's other ones that believe that. Right? Sure. Um, I think right now, based on the tumult I've been through emotionally, mm-hmm. I'm my right now my soul needs the journey I'm on is to heal that. Like find like finally what if there were multiple lives before mine? Yeah. They didn't learn this lesson, and okay. I've got to learn this one. But what? Okay, so what's the so I, obviously I've I've heard this theory before, but what the the question I have if you follow that theory, what is guiding those choices? So you said, so if you are quote unquote an asshole, then you become donkey. It's an example, but like by what rules? By whose judgment? That's a great question. I don't have the answer to that. Okay. That's I did, but again I didn't say that I ascribed to that that Fair, part of the sure. but but you also said that you like there you have things to work on or to but like but I that... actually never considered that so okay. some people would say like uh, you want to learn the lesson that your soul is here to learn on this plane mm-hmm. so that you can move on to the next plane okay I've never considered right. who governs right because because it's because it's a value judgment. But what's the... What's the value system based on? Now, I think life is best lived when you're able to be as happy as possible. Mm -hmm. Not as possible. Like, not even happy. Calm and cared for and less tumult or or ability to, like, navigate rough waters and move through it with grace as much as possible. And help try to make the situation of life better with others. What the fuck, Blue? Like that is in unknown territories as well. Um, at least that's what I believe. Okay. And when I'm emotionally wrought, mm-hmm. it's not. I'm not in peace. I'm not. Sure. I'm not accessing my uh, the uh, the happiness or like the physical experience. I mean, and in some ways, I'm having the physical experience. Right. But I don't want to always be emotionally distraught. Sure. Yeah, I, I think it's it's interesting. I'm and I'm not. I'm not 
no, you're, critiquing you're, or we're criticizing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, which I actually appreciate. Um, because then there is the added theory, not to the reincarnation or soul mm. conversation, but like you can't know what happiness is unless you've known the converse. You can't, you, do you not agree with that? I don't, I don't necessarily agree with that. You can't no. have suffering without joy? I don't necessarily agree with that. I don't. Okay, why not? I, I mean, I just, I don't, fundamental level, I just don't. You think you can have happiness without sadness? Yeah. Why? Because, I mean. You think someone would know what happiness is without its converse? I do. I mean. How? Ma- I think, I think because I see it. I see. It in children. Yeah. And, and even. There's trauma there though, whether you realize it or not. But then, but that's not the same thing though. Yeah, there's suffering and trauma. What? Well, Sure, but not at this not at the same uh, the same level of value, maybe. Everybody's trauma is the same value. If they ha- even because they haven't gone through the same thing, doesn't mean it's le- mean it's less traumatic. Sure, but by what you're saying, to be super happy, you would have had to suffer greatly. If there's any, if, if that, if that logic follows. If you extrapolate. Which I don't, I don't agree with. I, I just I don't. I actually don't know that I agree with that either. Okay. I actually don't think I agree okay. with that either. I think you, I, yeah, I just, I don't, I, I think that things, things and states exist. I believe that there, there, there is light. There doesn't have to be darkness for there to be light. There, light exists. It is a thing. So then that actually helps prove the, not prove, but like solidify my thought that like go towards that light, right? Go towards right. being the, <laughs> the you know, don't allow the dark in. I don't know. My cat is behaving very, very he's, strangely. He's all over the place. Uh, I, I'm glad we are, I appreciate our ability to get philosophical because we can talk about, you know, shit posting stuff, but we yeah. can also talk about this kind <laughs> of, of stuff too, which we do on our streams. Yep. So if you want more of this, you guys, you can watch us stream a couple times a week, three yeah. times a week often. Sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> when the stars align. So, anything else you want to say about this podcast that this is the last thing you ever do? <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. I guess I, w- I wish I was more chuggy. Why? You are very chuggy. Okay. You, you're doing just fine. <laughs> okay, good. Cargo pants, shorts sure. on, socks hey. and shoes. And a... What, people don't wear socks anymore? Like that? You're doing great. Okay, cool. Doing real great. And I'm I'm not trying to attract any women out there, so just... super chuggy. Well, actually, I think <laughs> at one point, in order to be chuggy, you had to have been fashionable. So oh, actually, shit. not even chuggy. Oh shit! You're just you're just normcore. You're like dad. Oh core, cool. All right. Which is I'll take the it. Whole thing. That's fine. People love it. According to the TikToks, people like the dad stuff. I know you. You probably <laughs> you just need to stand there and be a dad sure. in your outfits and hold bones. Apparently. Oh yes, <laughs> <laughs> that was. I don't know where that came from. You found a TikTok the other day of some hot chick. Yeah. No bra. And no. then she whipped out some bones. Yeah, she was playing with bones. And it caught our attention. I liked it. It worked, <laughs> but it shouldn't have. Um, Scott, where can people find you? What do you do? Saturdays or something for you? Sure. Uh, I am on all of the social medias at Norse meat. Norse like so Vikings. Talk about it. Meat like steak. Disgusting. Norse meat. Disgusting. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I stream with Jessica here, so that's the easiest place to find me. And occasionally I stream by myself on Saturdays, but that's few and far between. Is there any, has there ever been a moment in your life where you're like, I regret 
asking Jessica to be my friend. <laughs> I didn't think so. Okay, great. I didn't think so. Yeah. You have taught me um, unconditional friendship or unconditional love exists out of familial bonds. So thank cool. you. Good. Great. Uh, Scott, thank you. Good night. Bye. Bye. That does it for this week, Nichols. Thanks so much for listening to another episode of You Don't Know Nick. There are many different ways you can support our podcast. One of them is going to youdon'tknownick.com and finding out all the different places you can listen to our show. You can also follow us on Good Pods, which is basically Instagram for podcasts. Not only can you follow your favorite shows, you can listen to them right there in the app. If you're interested in finding some You Don't Know Nick merch or Jessica Lynn Verde merch, go to subtlegeek.spreadshirt.com. And if you're not already, consider becoming a Patreon member. You can get exclusive swag and early access releases to episodes if we're able to get them to you in a timely manner. Go to patreon.com slash you don't know Nick. And if you haven't already, leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts. See you next week, Nichols.